Hello, lovely people. My audio probably maxed out. This is a test for how well I'm going to do in the future. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to do an Instagram live very soon, and I figured I might as well troubleshoot the podcast as well. Hello. Let's do this. We're live. We're doing it. Cool. Checking connection. Live now from Saturday night. We're live. I am currently troubleshooting the video and the audio on my podcast as I do this. Allie. Hello, Frankie. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> Oh, goody, goody, goody two shoes. We're happy. How are you guys today? I am loving on some caribou iced something. We love a good sound for the podcast. This is me troubleshooting audio and visual as well. Oh, that is out of focus. And here's the product now. Look at it. Okay. I'm the product. I'm the snack, as Frankie said a little bit ago. Who's still watching? Frankie's still watching. God bless you. God bless Frankel. Uh, hi, Frankie. How are you? If you can talk, it would be great to hear you. Or not. <laughs> Frankie, three hearts. We got three hearts for Frankie. Three hearts for Frankie is a really good book series. You should read it. It's not really a book series. I'm lying. It's a joke. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired. So this might be a little short of a live and short of a troubleshooting for me. So that's okay. There's a lag. Oh, no. God bless us. We're okay. We're fine. Frankie left. Maybe Frankie might come back. That's okay. We're here alone. Frankie might have come back. Did Frankie come back? Frankie came back. That's the sequel to the book series that I forgot the name of. Frankie came back. <laughs> Anyway, so snacks on snacks. Why is this so out of focus? Okay, here we are. Snacks on snacks is a podcast where I'm going to talk to friends about food that they love. So that means anything and everything. We'll talk about anything and everything. And it's going to evolve into people who are in my life and myself just chatting about stuff. Um, I wanted to originally start a podcast because I needed a creative outlet. Looks in focus to me. Yes, looks in focus to you because you're on a different thing. I'm also recording with my, my Razer camera. Okay, this is distracting. But um, I wanted to record a podcast because I need a creative outlet. And I am currently in school, so my theater outlet is not necessarily an option at the moment. Katie, hi! 
Mary is here. Sydney is here. We're doing it. We got people. Um, and so back to the podcast thing, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do one cause I needed an outlet. And, uh, a, a friend jokingly said that a podcast that my friend and I were hypothetically going to start should be called snacks on snacks because we took a picture of ourselves as a chipotle at a chipotle as we were eating snacks and the caption was snacks eating snacks because we're we're two good-looking gals <laughs> if i do say so myself and um <laughs> and somebody was like that should be the name of your podcast and it was like okay done we're doing it we're doing it we're here and i was like okay well i have to talk about food then so what about food do I want to talk about? I'm going to talk to people every week, a different person every week or bi-weekly, depending on how busy or not busy I am. And talk about the things that they love about food, their relationship with food, the favorite snack that week, their favorite go-to snack when they're sad, when they're lonely, when they're, when they're wanting a feel-good thing or when they're happy and celebrating. Doesn't matter, you know? Here we are. We're doing it. We're doing a live. Do we have any questions? It, there might be a lag. So in that case, I'll just keep talking here. My relationship with food is up and down. I have been up to 303 pounds for this five foot four body. Excuse me, five foot three and a half. Thank you very much. Ooh, I just got a good question from Frankel's. Um, and I've been, you know, as a high school student, um, thinking that being 150 was fat and that's not healthy. So I've had an up and down relationship with food to cope with the many things in my life. I think a lot of us can relate to that. So this can be a way to heal from the unhealthy expectations we have with ourselves, as well as talk about some fun things. So what is my go-to snack this week? Oh my God. Normally it's a Kit Kat, big cat. I'm talking those big girls, you know, those big ones that look like bricks. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. I love that so much. Um, that's just a good time right there. My go-to snack this week, I don't know why, but I was really, really craving like fat, ooey, gooey cinnamon rolls. What? Those are like the worst things for your body, but holy crap. It's just, it's just an explosion of flavor in your mouth. Gross. Uh, and it's, it's just a good time. Cinnamon rolls. They're yummy. They're so yummy. Am I the only host? Is there someone else you'll be hosting with? <laughs> Katie also said thick cat. Ooh, that's a good nickname. I think I'm going to be the consistent host. And then every week I'll have a different person on here and I could interview them about, you know, what their relationship with food is. Um, 
in memories about food, fa- favorite family meal. One question that I really want to ask is if you were to make food for somebody that you love, what would your go-to meal be? And how, you know, cause like that's, that's like the creme de la creme. What would you make for somebody if you want to impress them, but you also love them myself, it would be, uh, cranberry yum yum which is a family staple on holidays it is a green apple and cranberry bottom with an oatmeal brown sugar top i i tell you what it's so yummy it's to die for uh that and i make curried fruit every year for thanksgiving and christmas as well that's just really good i mean that's not a meal to give somebody but uh Yeah. Katie says on the Instagram live lasagna, but now that I'm gluten-free, I don't make it. And Katie says it can confirm the cranberry yum, yum. Cranberry yum, yum is very delicious. Um, yeah, lasagna is a really good meal to make somebody if they're healing from surgery or if they're a new parent, because lasagna is one easy to make like a lot all at once because you got a pan, right. And you can get the aluminum pans, uh, at the store. Cause so you don't have to give your own Tupperware or I don't know what I'm trying to say, uh, baking dishes to another person. You can get that. They're easy to freeze. They're easy to thaw and reheat. It's lovely. And you can make the sauce yourself too, if you want. I wonder if there are gluten-free, there has to be gluten-free options for lasagna. If they don't have the long strip pasta pieces. That's insane. That's absolutely insane to me. (laughs) Who do we have here? Excuse me. I choked a little bit on my uh, own, on my body. Um, (laughs) Mary, Katie, Frankie, and Maya. Hi, Maya. There are options, but it's different. Yeah, it is. Gluten-free stuff is different. I think Frankie... Ooh, Frankie, if you could message in the chat what good lasagna options uh, for gluten-free there are, that'd be great. If that, I spoke English then, I promise. Um, But that'd be great because Katie had to go gluten-free in the last six-ish months and Frankie is a gluten-free baby boy. Um, Yeah, what was I going to talk about? Cooking food for the ones you love. Oh my goodness. I love, Ooh, this just came to mind. A wonderful breakfast. My mom also would make this glorious country breakfast bacon and hold on to your seats, ladies, gentlemen's and buems to this one, cheesy garlic grits. Now I know grits can be a little controversial because of the texture, but I tell you what, cheesy garlic grits are to die for. And I've said that about another thing on this stream so far, but it's so good. So you can do that. You can do like uh, a biscuit with some blackberry jam. I'm basically describing the perfect meal at uh, Cracker Barrel. Um, you can do that. And then we do uh, maple fried apples. Oh my God. Maple fried apples. My brother made it with a cast iron skillet, which honestly is the superior skillet. It's the cast iron skillet. 
it just works best. It tastes so good after everything you make on it, especially if you cook bacon and then you bake something else or cook something else in it. My God, so good. Um, so I would cook that. I would cook a country breakfast, bacon, cheesy garlic grits, a biscuit with blackberry jam and maple fried apples. Oh, so good. So yummy. No veggies in it whatsoever. You know, absolutely no fight. Well, a little bit fiber from the hominy and the grits, but you know, good luck later in the day. Frankie says, Tinkiata. I might be butchering that. Has the best gluten-free noodles I've tried so far. Trader Joe's usually has them. Tinkiata. Ah, there's a little, little accent thing there. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking with somebody else about this and we talk about how every culture is based in food. Like every culture, if I want to experience a culture, I really want to try their food. And we can talk about our favorite types of food from around the world. Excuse me. Oh, Mary said that uh, she'll take one of everything. Thanks. Um, we can talk about our favorite types of food from around the world, what we love about it. Um, favorite family meal. If there's a specific memory with you and loved ones around the table, not necessarily the food that you're eating itself, but if there's something specific about a memory you have around the table, we can talk about that too. And I just, I just want this to be a place, you know, even if I talk for 15 minutes with somebody or an hour, I want this to be something where we can talk about things that we love, not just food, but about, you know, family and things like that. Um, that makes me think one of my favorite memories around the family table uh, a couple. So <laughs> and I, this is, so I'm going to share two. I'm going to share the one that didn't make me burst out laughing. And then I'm going to share the one that made me burst out laughing. Um, Maya's talking in the chat. Her mom makes Pantone French toast every year for Christmas morning. My God. Okay. So my uh, family memory we were laughing so hard around the table at Thanksgiving uh, that we just were, were basically choking on our food. I remember so vividly I was sitting um, I was sitting on the side closest to the kitchen and my brother was on the other side by the buffet table and uh, we were laughing. And it was just glorious. We were talking about something like how one person in our family did not want people laughing at, quote unquote, laughing at the dinner table. And then that person wasn't in our life anymore. And so we were just leaning into the laughter and reclaiming that moment for ourselves. That was really beautiful. Um, so that's the one that didn't make me burst out laughing. The second one was... <laughs> my mom said something a little scandalous or like a joke 
probably like, you know, a jab at one of us. And this is before I really knew how to swear, right? And what swearing meant and what the words meant and how intense they were when they were used. And I'm like, (laughs) mama, you bastard. And I I remember the faces just. (laughs) I can't even finish this. I can't even finish. (laughs) The face is just like. Like, Anna, what did you, what? And, and the feeling of absolute horror just came over my body and my face responded just as much. I was like, what? I, did, uh, I didn't know what, I didn't know. And that's basically just the memory. Um, I also remember falling completely back on one of these chairs that we had in the kitchen while we were eating. This is a different memory, but, um, (laughs) mama, you bastard. (laughs) I'm like five years old. (laughs) Maya said that she missed it. Well, maybe me recounting it. She'll be able to listen to this later. This will be like my, um, test episode on all the platforms. Uh, currently I'm, I'm going to be using anchor, which is a Spotify company. And then, uh, from what I've read, you can upload it there. It's a free, it's a free platform and hosting site. You can upload it there and then it sends it out to all the appropriate podcast streaming platforms, which is freaking awesome. So I'm going to turn this light down because my eyes are a little sore. So, um, Maya. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's going to be the vibe of what we're going to talk about on this. This is me, myself and me talking right now, prompted by a couple questions online, but, um, one thing I did want to talk about so specifically was I realized where my relationship with food started to become a coping mechanism. I don't remember why I was doing this, but I was talking about something, you know, when you're talking in your, in your own apartment or just by yourself to like process through things. I'm a verbal processor. I'm an auditory processor. So I talk by my, to myself, by myself often it happened. Like, it's just going to happen. So during one of those moments, I, I, I realized that the first time my relationship with food became a coping mechanism, um, my mom had a friend named Charlotte and I was about five years old when Charlotte passed and she was my mom's best friend. She introduced my mom to 
my stepfather, Gene. So my mom and Gene are both gone as well. And um, anyway, she introduced my mom to my stepfather, Gene. She was like an auntie. Um, and she was, she was very impactful in our lives for a couple years. And I think I was about five or six when she passed. I really don't remember the year. But she showed me this little snack that she liked. It was toast with strawberry jam and butter. She would make it on the toaster, of course, but I'm a kid and I'm going to make it with the microwave because <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I know how to do. <laughs> and when she passed, I would make that meal to remember her. And instead of it just being two slices, it became four slices. It became six with butter and jam on it. And I remember this one pivotal memory that I have of my brother and my mom looking at me maybe after like my second plate of this stuff and feeling so overwhelmed with shame about me eating the excess and the type of food that I had. They were just wondering, one, what I was doing, and two, if I was okay, because I was eating really not healthy food in excess. And I remember looking at photos of myself as a kid, like I was a, I was a healthy looking kid. And then right around that time, like six or seven, I started to balloon up a little bit and my parents' divorce and all of that got a little bit more intense there. So food helped me cope with grieving. It helped me cope with the turmoil of the life around me. And it helped me cope with just being stable. It helped me feel stable. It helped me feel normal. It didn't help me cope with being stable. That's not what I meant to say, but it was the one thing that made me feel loved, which is what, which is a wild thought for me to have just thinking that made me feel loved. So when my mom started to decline health wise, I again, ballooned up to over 300 pounds. I put all of the things to take care of myself on the back burner. And I used food as a coping mechanism because it was so hard. It was a hard, hard thing to go through. And this wasn't the first time that I really, you know, gained a lot of weight, but I would gain weight. I would lose it through fad stuff. I wouldn't actually change my relationship with food for the better. I would simply restrict myself. And then the second I get off of that train, I would binge because I didn't change my relationship with food. And at the time I got over to over 300 pounds, I had been in recovery. Let's see, it's 2020. So I was in recovery for about six years from drugs and alcohol. And food was my first drug of choice. I mean, it is for a lot of us. So something was wrong. I needed to change it. 
And I went to my doctor and I was like, I need help. I don't feel good. I'm going up a flight of stairs and at the top, I am out of breath. And I don't want to die. I don't want to die because of this. And I had another thought. If my mom was gifted 62 years of life, which doesn't mean that I'm only guaranteed 62 years of life, but if she was alive for 62 years, she was relatively healthy. She watched where she got her vitamins from and all of that, you know, that was very important. And she still passed. I'm like, if I'm only gifted 62 years of life, hypothetically, I want to be able to actually live it. Um, so I went to my doctor who referred me to an endocrinologist and I started working with that endocrinologist side by side with a dietitian, And we actually changed my relationship with food. It's changed my life. One, the shame of wanting to eat for comfort is not really there anymore. It pops up. It's part of my makeup. I think it's part of a lot of our makeups, if not all of our makeup, to feel a little shame for what we eat sometimes. But it's drastically different from what it was before. I am still taking medication to help with my food consumption. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm healthy. I'm living my life. And I'm making sure that I don't allow the food that I intake to define me. Um, there's so much more that I'm sure is going to be dug up through conversation between myself and other people. I have some friends who also have, uh, either generalized eating disorders or have suffered with anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating just as me, um, that I do want to talk to them on the podcast sometime, but that's not what I want this to mostly be about. I want it to be happy. And that doesn't mean that talking about our struggles can't be happy in the end, can't show experience, strength, and hope through how we talk about it. But um, what I want this to be is just a vessel for me to talk to another person about the most human thing on earth, which is food, experiencing food, snacks on snacks. We can talk about um, things that we love to eat that specific week. What was your favorite meal this week? What made you do it? I have an involuntary happy dance that I do when I'm like, oh, yes, it's this. I start doing this. It's like Pooh when he's at, it's that gif of Pooh Bear when he's at the table and he puts a little napkin around his neck and he's got the fork and knife and he's just doing it. Mm, he's so happy. I involuntarily do that when I'm happy. While I'm eating, like what, <laughs> not just only when I'm happy. <laughs> I mean that too, but when I'm eating and something just hits the right nerve, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so what, anyway, once I was inspired to do something like that and talk about that, um, I was like, I, I feel it in my bones. I need to do this. I need to do this. So uh, I'm going to talk with friends weekly, bi-weekly, 
once a month. Who knows? She can get busy sometimes, but this is going to be something that um, it's going to be fun. We're going to make it fun. I'm going to make it fun. And uh, yeah. So I really don't have much more to talk about. I've been talking for about 30, a little under 30 minutes and that's okay. We've got Mary and Frankie still on here. Thank you for joining uh, Katie as well as Maya and Allie in the beginning. Um, hi, Mary. She's excited. Yes, we're going to we're going to have a fun time. So um, I don't have high expectations, but that doesn't mean that I don't think this is going to be good. I just really want to just do something. No expectations. Nothing crazy. Nothing. Nothing too far fetched. Just me and another person talking. And that's what I love. And with that, I'll say goodbye and I'll sign off. This has been the uh, troubleshoot. Oh, Blair just joined. Oh, no. But this has been the troubleshooting episode of Snacks on Snacks. I'll post this somewhere. Um, and then we can get started with episode one within the next couple of weeks. So thank you for joining and love to all of you. Bye-bye.